Hello, and welcome to another episode of iZombie Radio. Now, I'm moving away from the Shatner talk for a little bit so I can <laughs> actually speak normally. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, the usual, Sean Carpenter. Good to see you guys all again. Glad to see everyone's doing well. And I'm here with the usual suspects again. We've got, well, I've got Blaze Hopkins. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay. I am battling a bit of a cold, so feeling pretty uh, tired and my throat's pretty sore. But uh, otherwise, I cannot complain. All right. Well, hope you get better soon, buddy. Uh-huh. Thank you. And, uh, of course, we have Chris King here with us, as per usual. <clears throat> yep. How's it going, guys? Uh, well, how are it, you? <laughs> uh, I'm good. A little, a little stress with just uh, some some work stuff for my job and uh, college. Just got a lot to do, but I just saw Thor Ragnarok today, so also pretty psyched about that. Um, and yeah. uh, it was re- it was really fun. So I'm still kind of yeah. riding the. And uh, I needed a uh, needed needed to pick me up after this week. It's been a little rough. With uh, if anybody follows Philadelphia sports, we lost. Uh, Roy Halladay, who was like a beloved, yeah. beloved pitcher, for, and uh, at the at the way too young age of forty, so it's been and that that happened yesterday, so it's been kind of a been kind of a crappy twenty four hours with that, but uh, and uh, but you know it was like I said it was good to see the movie and kind of tried you know picked up my spirits a little bit, so I'm ready to talk guys zombie with you guys as always. All right, and yes, Thor was as fun as everyone's making it out to be. So, that's my hot take on that. (laughs) And we're going to move into some news. (coughs) Some good news. Some bad news. And I I think that's about it. I don't think we have worse news than horrible news. Or (laughs) mediocre news. Yeah. The the one story is pretty... Yeah. Um, Do do you want me to just take the... Yeah. Yeah, so um, it's not easy to you know talk about these things. As everyone knows, uh, after um, allegations and and claims were made against Harvey Weinstein for sexual uh, harassment, abuse, and assault, um, the thankfully it's it's inspired people to bravely come out and and and, uh, and talk about it in in Hollywood and and in other areas you know throughout the country, but definitely in in the Hollywood industry, and uh, um, unfortunately, uh, a part of the iZombie uh, community um, has been uh, accused of sexual assault. Uh, actor Robert Nepper, who plays um, Blaine's Angus. father, yes, Angus, Blaine's father on the show. Um, actress Susan Bertram came out to uh, today in an interview with The Hollywood Reporter and claimed that uh, Nepper sexually assaulted her um, on a film set uh, for for the film Gas, Food, and Lodging in 1991. Um, we're not going to go into the details of uh, Susan's claims, uh, just because, you know, we try to keep this, for the most part, a pretty family-friendly show, and uh, the the allegations are, are quite, you know, disgusting, disturbing, upsetting, um, as any sexual assault allegations are. Um, so if you, if, if we would recommend to anybody, you know, who 
who hasn't read the article, you know, seek it out. Again, the interview's on Hollywood Reporter. Um, and just, I think I speak for Blaze, Sean, and myself that um, we fully support and uh, and believe every single woman that has been brave enough uh, and strong enough to come out uh, during this during these last few weeks and uh, and kind of bring to light all these um, all these terrible crimes that kind of have have been committed over the over the last couple decades um, and, uh, and 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 the men, the men as well. I mean, there, there have been there have been men who have been um, abused as well with with you know the claims against Kevin Spacey, but just every single person who's been courageous enough to uh, to take a step forward and, and talk about it. We just want to say we support you and and thank you for your bravery. And uh, but yeah, I mean, I, we like to keep things fun and light here, typically, guys. But uh, once when something like this uh, happens uh, to an actor in the you know the eye zombie community, we 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 would be remiss to not uh, talk about it, especially with being such an important issue. Um, so with that being said. Uh, we'll move into a, a much lighter little bit of news, uh, and I'll hand it back over to Sean here. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, if you're in, where was the convention at? I can't remember, but it's in Canada. It's in Vancouver. It's, uh, Vancouver. Vancouver Fan Expo. So literally right down the street from my zombies uh, set, any set that they're on, they will be attending a convention, probably in between filming. Um, Everyone's going to be there except for David Anders. So if you really want to, like, hug Robert Buckley, you can, maybe, as long as you ask him ahead of time. Don't just attack hug him. That's not cool. Ask for a hug ahead of time, and if he says no, then no hugs. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're just going to be there doing their usual convention thing for the upcoming season. Uh, which still does not have a release date at this time. So, I mean, expect it, I want to say, March or April of next year. That's usually, like, a generally good time to place it. Right? What, yeah. for, for, season, for season four? Yeah, yeah, for season four. I would yeah, say I would... around then. I don't know how many episodes are in Legends this season, so I can't accurately predict, especially with how often the CW randomly does week-off hiatuses here and there. Um, so, yeah. If you want to go see... If you live in the Vancouver area and you haven't randomly bumped into them just walking on the streets, because that's bound to happen in Vancouver... Uh, then check them out at this convention if it's not already sold out. Yeah, I think it's a cool opportunity for fans, you know, to, to get a chance to see them. It's, I think what's been nice, as we've kind of talked about before on the podcast this year, is that it seems like the Die Zombie cast is, is getting out to even more uh, conventions across the country, which is, which is, uh, and, and across the world, obviously. This one's in Canada, um, which is great because, you know, every, I think every fan who you know who who has the you know the money and ability to do so uh you know deserves the opportunity to to kind of kind of meet their favorite actor you know get a, maybe get a photo get an autograph whatever they uh you know whatever they can do i think it definitely the whole convention life kind of definitely uh can make somebody's day yeah and on one little side note rose mciver did receive her power rangers rpm jacket at a recent convention and it made my day 
So and it was like the actual screen used jacket too, which most of the cast had at that time, except for her because she hasn't done a Power Ranger centric convention since, well, like forever ago. Since she was actually on the show, um, I want to say because after she sort of blew up in the acting scene with Once Upon a Time and Now I Zombie, she's kind of been more so for that. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, i got nothing else to say about that, honestly. So we can dive right into, well, I mean, it's obvious by the title. Um, why are people so aggressive when they try um, sorry about that. Um, we can get into the topic, which you probably figured out if you read the episode title. Uh, issue three of the iZombie comic. Woot woot. And things get a little crazier. <laughs> I mean, I think that's just the subtitle. It's like, it starts off pretty crazy, but it's just ever so slightly escalating crazier and crazier yeah and i believe this issue is called the dead of night uh yes mm-hmm. okay yeah just looking at the looking at my comic just, oh <laughs> i don't have it right in front of me so gotcha. um it's my ipad just died on me so i can't look at it while we're talking sadly but Overall thoughts on this issue, guys? Um, I thought that this, um, I'm trying to think, like, I, I thought that this, uh, for me was kind of a more visual issue in terms of, like, it telling the story through the progression of movement of how things happen and occur, um... I mean, the dialogue and writing is obviously still great, but I thought that everything just sort of flowed along um, as this being sort of a connector issue. You know, you start out with uh, the vampire, you know, at the club with uh, Patel and uh, Scott's other friend from work, and, you know, you also have uh, Diogenes and uh, Horatio there, and... uh, and, you know, and then it's just basically, like, it brings sort of everything that we've been reading about um, together, literally to the point where, you know, outside of the uh, diner, Horatio and Gwen, or, well, Gwen and the vampire bump into each other, and then that leads her right into Horatio's arms, and um, and even with the episode, the issue, jeez, um... <laughs> coming to a close by um, them exploring, you know, the mummy's house and finally coming into contact with him. Uh, sort of all these, these like, chess pieces that have been presented onto the board in the first two issues, uh, we finally got to see them interact a little bit. But it, to me, it was all about sort of the visual progression of the issue that I found really interesting and just how it flowed uh, from beginning to end, uh, and its ability to bring all of that together. That was at least, like, my my main take on on how I uh, 
went through it. Okay. Chris, what did you... Uh... Yeah, I, I'd, <clears throat> I'd agree. I, I, I almost look at it as like a, a table-setting issue in a way. Yes. Be, because it brings everything together, like you said, Blaze, both metaphorically and, and literally, um, especially in that particular scene outside uh, when they all run into each other. Um, but, and I, I think... This is the uh, this is the issue. Like, I almost said episode two, by the way. Uh, that that kind of uh, <laughs> this is like where the dominoes have have started to fall now, and like we're just trying to wa- we're gonna wait and see what happens in the next issue. Like we have obviously live and uh, live. Jesus, Gwen and Ellie. It's tough. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, well, I think it's. I don't know. I think it's this. I'm, I'm gonna blame the the the, the change in <laughs> the change in weather here and in the Philadelphia area since it was 70 degrees this weekend. And it's been like forties the past two days. Um, oh. but yeah, but, uh, but anyway, uh, when Gwen and Ellie meet like Mr. Mummy at the end, the, and you know, so we, we kind of get that introduction to him. So now we're like, okay, they've met. What's that going to happen now in the next issue? Um, spot, AKA Scott, getting found out by his one friend of being um a wear terrier like again what's what's gonna happen there um and it's all these different things that uh again these big moments but we're kind of left wondering okay like what's next like what's gonna even um it doesn't need to even even is don't we leave uh isn't it with like patil he is like literally the last we see of him isn't he getting his like neck bit or about to get his neck um, bit yeah yeah so like right before yeah so it's again it's a, it's a it's a big issue of like okay like what's gonna ha- like like there, big changes are coming now with these like reveals and these meetings mm-hmm. and uh yeah and i i agree with you about it being like a visual story more visual too even with like, I feel like we get more visions and like flashbacks. That's yeah, that's what I wanted to go into next. For sure, um, but but yeah, uh, Sean, your thoughts obviously as well. I mean, you guys kind of touched it, but it feels like the story is beginning to escalate as all three sort of factions have run into each other at this point. Um, in some way or another, and even sort of adding a new mystery to the end of the issue with, uh, I can't remember the guy's name in the house, but when Gwen finally runs into the Amon, house. Amon, Amon. Okay. I Amon? believe, yeah. Okay. So, is that the guy... After- or at, oh, least right, that's, yeah. or at least that's the name they use based on the research that Scott mm-hmm. provides. Yeah. So, like, it, it leaves with a cliffhanger into the next issue, as well as sort of begins escalating the quote-unquote main plot, I guess, of yeah. this volume. Because mm-hmm. volume one spans, like, the whole vampire arc, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure. 
because this is this is my first read through mm-hmm. of this, so I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> um, but that's per usual for me. I, I never really know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> I'm always yeah. in a state of perpetual confusion and panic. <laughs> uh, but you brought up, uh, you guys brought up the research that Scott does. I thought that was a really like a kind of funny and interesting scene at the um, at the diner. It's literally like a were terrier, a ghost, and a zombie sitting there, and like he has his hood on, hoping nobody will see him. And then, um, oh god, what's the what's the waitress's name? Dixie. Why is it... Dixie. Thank you, thank you, Dixie. She, um, you know, she. They're talking, and then even like she has the. Uh, She's talking to Gwen about like the paintings and everything, and I love it. Like, oh, everybody's every everyone's a critic. Like, um, I I think what I really appreciate this is like like the sh- like the show, the comic, you know, in a little bit of a different way, obviously, because this is more supernatural. It doesn't take itself too seriously and can mm-hmm. just have have fun with all these like different aspects and the tropes and everything. And uh, yeah, I I don't know. I just I, I just love this image of of Scott running around with the hoodie on, and it's like he's got like like the the terrier like beard and uh, mm-hmm. uh it's really funny it's like the beginning of a really bad joke a were terrier a ghost and a zombie walk into a bar <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly no i definitely insert punchline here <laughs> <laughs> i definitely agree i i thought it was nice because it just kind of like you know, it really shows, I guess, what he brings to the table in terms of just compared to uh, everybody else. And it's kind of nice that, you know, they make him more than just sort of the goofy uh, wear terrier friend. And it's just, I like at least that they are starting to outline, I guess, how the these characters are going to work together as a team. And like what they're going to bring to the table for whatever, you know, their operation turns into um because that was the other thing chris like you had sort of mentioned how you know this felt the like you know you thought this sort of provided the most um i guess like flashbacks and visions and everything and i definitely agreed i was going to say that this issue um i think reminded me the most of the show up to this point um mainly for those reasons because as soon as we sort of get into the diner scene and onward, um, you know, with them, it's, it's cool. That's where it shows, it feels like the show, you know, it's them sort of doing research and investigating this mystery and like they have their evidence and that leads to them going to the house and like, and she's getting those, uh, those like reminders from the brain, you know, of like, don't go in there. Like this is bad. And she's getting the flashbacks along the way, even in the, um, in the, in the diner, Dixie, mentions that she had like her vision face on basically yeah yeah about about the migraines yes um so i thought that it was cool because we're starting to at least get into um really where it feels like they've pulled which elements of the show they've pulled and sort of i think it's neat to at least experience um i like uh, reading this issue i felt like I immediately was like, okay, cool, this is where, like, Rob Thomas, like, pulled this from. Like, this is where he started to really recognize the foundation for what iZombie, the television show, um, has been. And 
sort of where he really like drew the inspiration from, I guess, in terms of the characters and what they're going to offer. Um, so I thought that was neat. I, I enjoyed at least getting, finally having some more resemblance and feeling, um, to the show we've seen on TV. Even the, like them sitting in the diner there working together. It's like that, that, the, like the Scooby gang kind of feel that we get Mm -hmm. on the show, which they've, uh, they've referenced, uh, and yeah, like, and I, it's not, and not that I need, and you know, like always, not that I need either one of these to resemble the other or be the other, but it's just cool because obviously this is the source material, and um, and it's neat to just see because for those first two issues, just all of us sort of reacting in this similar manner of like, you know, this is so different, like this isn't what we expected, sort of, um, just compared to what we've seen on TV. It's neat because. Again, the show has done its own thing and done it well, but it's cool to now see really where the uh, where they pulled it from and where they got some of their ideas from. So that's why I still like really enjoyed this. For sure, yeah. But that's what I like a lot about this is that you can see where they sort of pulled ideas from and whatnot. I I knew it was going to be quite different going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I had about like a 15 minute conversation with Chris Roberson back at WonderCon last year, just casually, because there was no one else at his booth. It was just me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of because uh, I went there immediately after the Eye Zombie screening, so everyone was in the arena for the Riverdale panel. So it was pretty dead mm-hmm. <laughs> in the in the convention floor. Period. Um, so. I got a chance to talk with him for a while and he, we just kind of riffed on like how, like how proud he is that the show is managing to do its own thing while still drawing influences from his and Michael's work. And it, he's, he's a fan. Like he's definitely a fan and yeah, that that's really all I had to say on that. Um, <laughs> Something else that I wanted to point out is, like, little visual context clues and details that I thought were neat. Um, when you when they the issue dives into uh, Scott's apartment, um, when they do that reveal of his friend finding him out, A, he's watching a mummy movie on TV. Um, yeah. Which is just kind of ironic because, again, like, you know how you traditionally see mummies and everything where we get to the last page and obviously the... Mummy is a very, you know, suave, good-looking, like, rich man. Um, And then also in this, they have a clear, uh, when he's on the phone and he responds with, with a girl, no way. Like, of course, it's the uh, paintball, you know, an advertisement Mm -hmm. for the paintball right there. Mm -hmm. Blood blood sports paintball. And then (laughs) slightly less noticeable and maybe a little bit more of a jump on my part, but... um, in the background, when he's sitting on the couch, and then when he stands up and sort of covers himself from his friend, it looks like there is a, um, almost like King Kong, or like some sort of alien poster on the bottom right, and I kind of took that as like, this is how, you know, that's like his expectation of how most people would react to him, or like how his friend would probably react to him in this exact situation, is like... Just a monster, you know, this big monster and stuff. 
Yeah, no, that's a that's a good point. I also like you can see like the different types of comics that are falling there. Uh huh. Like, one of them's a Batman comic I can make out. Uh, one's which a I Green Lantern. Kinda, yeah, which are kind of some cool kind of cool Easter eggs. No, I I agree with you. Yeah, I I think again this just goes to the to what I've I've said before. I think we've all kind of agreed. Like the the art is really striking. Um, even, even something with like, uh, with Gwen smashing through like the door and the smash of the glass and how that mm. breaks. And then, um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think it's all just so well done, but I agree with you, Blaze. The little details are, are fantastic here. Um, and, and going back real quick to this idea of like the show taking inspiration, um, oh, oh also actually before I go to that point, I just want to say too, the, I love the visual of Ellie, uh, passing through the door, Mm -hmm. like the coloring of that panel and just like how it's, uh, I just thought it was so well done. Like even like, she just looks like, she looks more like transparent, like more translucent as she's Uh like going through there more, more ghostly, which is, uh, is really cool. But, uh, but with the idea of the show taking inspiration from the comic, um, uh, Horatio and Gwen's meeting very much reminded me of Liv and Lowell. Yeah. And e- e- even, like, the look of him a little bit, too. Mm. So, I don't know. I thought that was a, a fun um, little takeaway. Another interesting comparison I forgot to mention is when she breaks into the house and she says how, like, she's ex- she mentions she's extra strong and resistant to pain, but something different is that she doesn't heal well. Mm-hmm. Which, True. Right? They have like in like I would you call it instant healing? I guess like rapid healing. Yeah. It's, it's like a it's a factor of the show. a healing factor of sorts. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting flip. Um and then also the other last thing that I at least was curious about and I'm curious to see to hopefully learn more about is how um Ellie makes it, you know, she makes it so clear of, like, I won't be seen unless I want to be seen, and how the mummy instantly recognizes her presence and can see her, um, which I find interesting just because, does that open up the idea that, you know, all supernatural beings are sort of aware of each other's presence or can recognize one another because when they ran into the vampire, I mean, maybe it's because you could chalk it up to because she was running away, you know, and focused on keeping Patel with her to get her to feed her hunger and maybe because she's hungry. But I just found it interesting how there was no real, like, acknowledgement or like feeling kind of when they when she runs into Gwen but then how the mummy instantly can see Ellie or I wonder if maybe he didn't even instantly see her but maybe she let her guard down in some way and we'll figure that out yeah very possible too but either way I thought that was in regard I'm not like concerned about necessarily like the yeah consistency of it yeah. but i at least thought it was interesting if we start developing those types of rules yeah i mean it could be assumed that because certain some shows will go out of their way to explicitly state like if you are a supernatural creature you see all these yeah. other supernatural yep. creatures 
Grimm has done that with the Grimms seeing all of the, uh, whatchamacallits, uh, can't remember the name of the creatures off the top of my head, but who cares? Um, and being human had that with, you know, the ghost living in the house and the vampire and the werewolf noticing that there's a ghost there. Hmm. Yeah. That's so. interesting. For sure. Um, one last thing I want to talk about too, and, 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 and kind of get your guys' thoughts on it. Um, what do you think happened to, uh, um, oh, what's it, what's it called? Uh, uh, Fred, the guy that Gwen's having visions of, because we, then the accident and everything changed. Do you, do we think he was a zombie? I don't know. I th- I found that kind of interesting too. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because I definitely picked up on that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I don't. I mean, I yeah. guess maybe, but it's kind of. It just feels kind of. I'm also trying to look at what. Um, I guess it looks like he was in a car accident. That's what the actual accident was. He hits his head on the steering wheel, and the glass is shattering. Um, yeah. That's why I'm wondering, like... Like, yeah. I, I'm I don't trying really to think know. back to what, in the first, like, issue or two, if she sort of mentions that, like, anything similar, like emotions impossible to control. But my whole thing is, I guess... I don't know. That's a definitely a good question. I honestly don't have too many... Lo- I don't have a, a good enough guess or theory off the top of my head right now. Yeah, no, I, I feel you. Me, uh, me either. Sean, how about you? Um, I don't have the frames and uh, the panels in front of me, but I... It looked like it could have been a car accident, but it also looked like it could have been, like, the screen of like a computer or a TV exploded in his face. Possibly. I just was pointing out because like there's a steer. It looks clear like there's a steering wheel. Yeah. And that's what he smacks his head on. I mean that if I had it in front of me, I would have been able to discern that I can only just pick up the like bright light, like the bright white background Mm -hmm. and like, broken glass of some sort which made me think either car crash or a screen of some sort exploding in his face or like a window of some sort i think if i had one guess here though or one like at least a curious thought it would be that what if yeah i'd be curious to explore if this mummy right wasn't necessarily uh, excuse me for a second had the uh, cough. Mummy. Muted, uh, muted my cough. Um, I'd be curious to see if what a mummy, if he was, um, if we find out that he didn't necessarily kill like a good, good or innocent person, and that he himself opens up the door to sort of more mysteries and like things they need to solve. Just because you bring up the point, Chris, like you were like, do you think he's a zon- that? Um, Fred is a mm-hmm. zombie. Like, well, maybe he was something else, you know? Yeah, like, that's... Maybe he became someone else. Ooh. He became the Green Arrow. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. Uh, but I yeah, don't. No. You know what I mean? Like we don't. We don't, I guess technically we don't fully know his motivations for killing this guy in particular. No, we don't. And yeah, I mean, in this. I mean, we have freaking wear carriers in this world, so anything <laughs> could be possible. Yeah. No, that's um, why. So that's why I think. I, I think it'd be a nice twist yeah. if we think we're presented with our villain. Yeah. Yeah. But... I, I. I agree. I'm just curious what made him do that 180. Yeah, um, uh, um, the I, car accident for sure could have like messed him up in some way. Either it did change him into something, or it really just goofed his brain in a way that could drastically change his personality to have those sort of swings. Because I know head trauma can do so many things to a person. Like, could change absolutely anything. Like, there have been weird cases where someone learned an entire language, just, like, knew an entire language after having some heavy brain trauma of some sort. Mm -hmm. It's weird. It's rare that it happens, but it happens. Very true. I agree, though. Like, I just feel like, in general, you know, it's it's too, for a story standpoint, when you have such... limited um page amounts and everything and you know like panels within an issue it's too specific of a uh vision or i guess look into this guy's past life to not mean anything at all yeah that's a that's the way i would look at it it's definitely something that will eventually lead to this guy's death Mm -hmm. at some point so, yeah, not for sure. But um, and then we did we talk about the other guy whose name like escapes me Diogenes. walks in on uh, no no the, the uh, one yeah. who walks in on uh, Scott the wear terrier in full wear terrier. Yeah, we we mentioned about it that just like again that's going to be something like that the next issue has to resolve like how his reaction, what his reaction is going to be to that. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, that'll be interesting. I mean, again, I'm surprised that they did something like that so quickly into the story, but his, his name's, his name's Vincent, by the way. And okay. uh, uh, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm curious what Vincent's reaction is going to be. I'm also really curious. Um, the, the mummy dude in the last, page he says it is a pleasure to it's a pleasure finally to meet you Gwendolyn mm-hmm. so like has he been like watching her or yeah something too I mean there's a lot of questions and I think that's 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 what this if like the last issue was about really further expanding the world this one is about setting up all these kind of almost impossible problems for the next uh, couple issues to resolve mm-hmm um, but yeah, I again thoroughly. I'm really enjoying this comic. So yeah, yeah. I'm, it's a fun time, and getting to like dissect it issue by issue is really good too. Because you know, I don't do this with most other comics. So. Well, and I think that's the fun thing, and hopefully our listeners like that we have it set up that way. Is the reason we're going issue by issue isn't because we all don't want to read it all. It's just. We want to kind of dive in deeper, and 
you know, as Blaze and I can attest to doing uh, what we've done on Comic Convo, sometimes when you try to, and Sean, you've been on... Uh, yeah, the Batman yeah. one. Yeah, exactly. It's it's hard to really dive into all of it, you know, in, in, in an hour or two hours, you know? And uh, so these, like, these these nice conversations are uh, kind of delving deeper into these things. It's, it's really cool. It's a, it's a fun a fun change of pace. It's like we're watching an episode of the show. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But in a comic book. <laughs> but, yeah. And also, it's something we've wanted to cover since we started the show. And we just now have this time because we're not catching up on the series. The series is off the air. It is content that has inspired the series. So we're like, why not? We can cover it. It'll be fun. Definitely. Definitely. So, but any final thoughts before we uh, shamelessly plug? No, but, and I don't mean to bring up, uh, uh again, the, the more, uh, what, the, the kind of more uh, sadder story we kicked off the show with, but um, again, I want to be kind of clear with our listeners. Uh, it did come up on my Twitter. Um, Robert Nepper has released a statement addressing the allegations against him, so I just want to quickly read that, and then um, we could transition from it. Uh, but he did say, Over the past few weeks, my wife and I have discussed the pain women have experienced and the bravery they have shown in coming forward. I am shocked and devastated to be falsely accused of violence against a woman. That's just not who I am. To those who have reached out today with words of support and encouragement, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. So, uh, yeah, I don't think we need to dive into what he said, but Mm -hmm. I just just wanted to make sure our listeners were aware that he did have um, a response to it, and that response, that statement comes directly from The Hollywood Reporter, uh, which published the, uh, the interview to begin with. So, again, uh, to anyone who wants to uh, dive into it further, uh, Hollywood Reporter has the has the story in full. All righty. So I think that's going to do it for us this time around. Next time we will be diving into issue four, and hopefully some of these questions will be answered. Or not. <laughs> I mean, it's a comic, so anything's possible. I've had issues where I'm like, that didn't answer anything from the previous issue. What are you doing? And TV does it all the time, too. So, we'll yeah. see. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, one, I'm, I'm hoping it picks up like, immediately like, with what, with what we leave off with, especially with, uh, with Scott and Vincent, to see how he responds to that. Yeah. And so, where can we find you, Chris? Sure thing. Yeah, you guys can find me um, on Twitter at Seekinger13. Uh, I'm doing reviews every week. Um, I'm doing weekly reviews on Arrow, and then Blaze and I switch off every other week uh, covering Supergirl and Riverdale. So you can get uh, at least two reviews from me per week. Um, and aside from that, you can ca- catch me most of the time on uh, Comic Convo with Blaze um, as well. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, and you know, just follow the iZombie Radio Twitter as always, guys. Thanks. And Blaze, where can we find you on the good old interwebs? You can find me at Blaze Hopkins on Twitter. Um, 
doing flash reviews weekly. And then, as Chris said, uh, we're bouncing back and forth with Supergirl and Riverdale. Um, I You could check out, if you did see Thor Ragnarok, please go check out my review for the Marvel Report. Uh, it was a lot of fun to write that. I really liked uh, a lot of stuff that the movie did. And uh, otherwise, I'm doing comic reviews over there as well. And lastly, you can uh, check out Comic Convo. To hear my thoughts on uh, some other books and comic news hitting the web. So that is uh, at comic underscore convo on Twitter. And as usual, you can find me pretty much anywhere at Snarky Sean. Um, I write for the Marvel Report sometimes. I haven't done it in a while. Uh, life's been crazy. So... When I get back to it, I will get back to it. But I am the pop culture editor there, so I mostly deal in video games and pop vinyl figures. Whenever news breaks about those, I usually cover that. And then I have two other podcasts that I host. I've got Geekishly Toku Podcast for all your other superhero spandex clatter not needs. Um, we release... We're releasing an episode at some point in time in the future. It's recorded, so that's back. And um, then there's my Psych Rewatch podcast, a Delicious Flavor, with some people, some fine people from comicbook.com. And, uh, well, we rewatch Psych, and, yeah, the movie's coming out in about a month, so I'm excited. And uh, did I did I catch it all? I did catch it all. All right. And so that will do it for us. You can find this show on Twitter at iZombieRadio or on Facebook. Just search up iZombieRadio. That's the easiest way to find us. Um, we will we greatly appreciate if you were to rate and review us on iTunes or whatever you're listening to this podcast on, because we greatly appreciate any sort of feedback. Um, what can we do to make the show better? What do you like about the show? Um, are we funny? I don't know. Just, you know, give us some constructive criticism. <laughs> We're always funny. Always funny. <laughs> constructive criticism is very welcome. And if it's just you guys saying you suck, um, <laughs> we do not appreciate that in the slightest because it doesn't help us. So do that. Um, also, we have iZombieRadio.com where... Sometimes we post news there. I mean, most of the time we cover it here, but on occasion, if the news is big enough, we will post it on our site. Um, uh, let's see. We are part of the DC TV podcast network, which has pretty much all the CWDC shows as well as us. Um, so let's see. We've got The Flash, Quiver, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl Radio, um, Black Lightning, Titans, and Krypton, as well as ourselves. I think that's all of it. Because, yeah, I think that's all of it, if I'm not mistaken. Sounds good to me. All right. If I miss anything, our, uh, I mean, he calls himself the president of DC TV Podcast, um, will make it known that I missed something this week. Because he's very, very diligent about that nonsense. Uh, <laughs> but that's been 
us. Um, oh, wait. I forgot something. DCTV Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, DCTVPodcast.com. There's a mega feed. Everything's there. If you like those shows, go listen to them. Go give them some love. Tell them we sent you. It, yeah, just do that. And uh, that'll do it for us. For us. For iZombie Radio. This episode. I'm not going to say this week because we've... We were doing the every two weeks now, right? I feel like I'm rambling. I apologize. Um, <laughs> every two weeks is correct. I feel like I'm rambling. So whatever... <laughs> Whenever we post these episodes, expect to hear back from us and all that other fun jazz. But we appreciate you guys tuning in, and thank you again. Next time, we'll be talking about another issue and some more news, hopefully. So, yeah, that's all. Bye-bye.